Hi everyone, this is Josie at the Fierce Fempreneur. I'm just hopping on really quick because I want to introduce to you guys this uh, interview that I had a few months back uh, with a family member. Um, his name is Ryan. He is the owner of Film Factory New Jersey in Jersey City. He is also a guitar player for Toy Machine Music. Um, they have a dope-ass space in Jersey City where they host events, music videos, photography, just super creative. Um, you guys can find him on Instagram at RyanLamon underscore or filmfactory.nj or filmfactory.loft. Um, you guys are going to hear a little bit about my history, my background, and really my why as to why I got started and where I'm at now in this uh, crazy world that we all live in. So I hope you guys enjoy and I don't know, talk soon. So Josie, what year did you start your journey of becoming your own businesswoman? 2010, so it'll be 13 years in March. I've been in the wedding and event planning industry. So it's been, uh, what is that, a century? No. Well, <laughs> uh, a decade. <laughs> a decade. <laughs> a decade plus I'm not two that years. old yet. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's been a while. So imagine how hard it's been. I was um, 13 years ago. What was I? 25. So yeah. Wow. 25, yeah. like right out of college, just swinging it basically. Yeah, I'm I'm 25 now, so I kind of understand <laughs> yeah. more of like the life stuff. Um, what made you get into that industry? Like, were you? originally doing it from like creativity was it I need to make some money I need to get quick money this is how I'm gonna do it what was that story for you so um, after college I was working I had a job in the bank and wasn't cutting it I had a daughter already I needed more money and it was really out of well how can I make extra money aside from my job and I'm creative by nature it's just something that came upon I didn't even know I had it so it's not like I went to school for design or anything like that but it's just something that I enjoyed doing so I started doing little things, party favors, you know, centerpieces, balloon arrangements. Back in the day, they were so minuscule compared to what the design is now and what people want now. It's so elaborate. So it was something that I really just wanted to do to see where, where it would go. And everybody thought it was crazy because then I kept having like a full-time job on the side. And I mean, full-time job, but then this was a side. But it was just too much. And at one point, I kept getting laid off. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, I'm not doing this anymore. And that year, I want to say eight years ago, is my last layoff. And I said, I'm going to just try this. And everyone's like, you're crazy. Like, how are you just going to go full time? Like, it doesn't even make you that much money. And I said, well, it's never going to make me the money that I need unless I give it 100%. Because I'm giving 100% to this full time job that's not even promoting me. You know, like, I'm not getting a better, what is it? I wasn't going anywhere, basically. Yeah, I, like I kept, you were, I kept you were getting laid stagnant. off, and I was like, this is a sign. Either it's a sign from God, or I just have to wake up and do my thing on my own. So that's what I did. And the first three to four years were crazy when it was just full time because I was like, what the fuck am I doing? <laughs> like, literally, what am I doing? Yeah, like, what does how the am day I gonna, look How am like? I going to pay rent? There was days where, there was months where I was very slow because, if anybody knows, the event industry is not a every weekend thing unless you're well known. You have that clientele, and in the beginning, it's not like that for everybody. You know, if you come into this industry and it blows up fast, kudos to you, but that doesn't happen all the time. So at that age, being young and having two children at that time, like, I was like, okay, we got to do this. You know, we got to figure this out. So 
It was more like a hustle grind lifestyle okay. that I just needed to do because I needed to survive. Not something that I was like, I'm going to do this. I enjoyed it, but it was really like, if I'm being honest, it was like hustle mode. Like, Got it. That was so it. what do you think? Do you think that the jobs laying you off, like the corporate jobs or the bank job you had, do you think you were getting laid off because you were putting more time into your own business and you were like, okay, I got it. I, I, I don't have no. the time to So put. the funny thing is, the more, I was in banking, then I went into mortgage. Um, the, more, the industry, real estate was shut, was like fucking up. Like, mm-hmm. And every job I had, they were like, sorry, we don't have the, capa- we don't have the capacity to pay you anymore. Mm. So like the third time it happened, I said, all right, this is crazy. Like the industry just kept, what is it? When it was the real estate business was just shutting down. Like, yeah, every, the market, the market was crashing, like all crashing, that shit yeah. was happening. And I was like, I can't do this. You know, I need to find another job. And then when I went to try to find another job, I just, my heart was just like, I don't want to do this. You know, I tried one more time and I did like a part time and I knew the lady that hired me and she was like, I want to be honest, your head's not here. And I was like, it's not. I'm so sorry. I tried because I thought I needed, like, the extra money. And she was like, listen, I know what you do for a living. I think you need to go. Like, and she loved me. Like, we had a great relationship. But the fact that she was so open, I was like, oh, my God, thank God she understands. Because my mind was like, I'd be there. And I'm like, shit, I got to write an invoice. Damn, I got to get back to this client. But it was more of a, we need money. We need to survive. So Mm -hmm. my my lifestyle for a while was just hustle grind. Like, Now, where did that change? So when was the hustle grind more into, okay, I really love what I'm doing. This is going to take me to the money that I need. This is going to support my family. What was that moment? So the funny thing is that happened two years before COVID. So I was like at a point where finances were good. Um, I had my ups and downs. Don't get me wrong. I'm not rich. I'm not loaded. I'm not, Mm -hmm. you know, there yet. Um, But it got to a point where I was okay. And I was like, okay, bills are paid. Kids are good. There's food on the table. I don't owe PSENG. You know, like everything was good. And then I had a savings. Like I was like, wow, I have a savings account. Like this is amazing. And then COVID happened. And I was like, what the fuck is this? So March comes. I have a trip going on. I have all these things planned. I have an event. Like I used to do business business networking events. I had to shut everything down. Events were shut down. And I said, wait, what, am I, what do I do now? Like, I don't have nothing else to do. And, you know, for someone that that's their life and it just is, like, taken away. And all I had was my savings and whatever came in that month. And I was like, I can't get a job right now. Nobody's even hiring. COVID literally, like, was, like, a shit show for everybody in my industry. So I had to think of, like, what can I do now? What did I do? I decided to put all of my savings into my creative space at the end of, what was that, 19? Uh, 20. So 2020, 20. yeah, and then 2020. And the end who of knows 2020. what the end? I don't even know anymore. We're is. still there. <laughs> I'm still hearing about the damn vaccine, so I'm like, all right, we're still there. So uh, September, August of 2020, I was like, I need to find a warehouse. I need to find a storage. I need to find something. And um, my creative space, which is what I named it um, at the time, it was ideally going to be a, an office warehouse. Like I wanted to just have a space where I could go and do my work and meet my clients. So then I walked in and I'm like. It was like the second space I saw, and I was like, I really like this. I think this could work. So I literally put most of my savings into that, into like the startup, the, you know, three months this, put down this. Mm-hmm. And I was like, a month later, like, what the hell am I doing? Why did I just do that? <laughs> like, I'm like, we're in the middle of a pandemic. I have no work coming in. And then slowly, um, intimate events started happening. Yes. So it was like, a, oh, my God, 
I can host intimate events here, 20, 15 to 20 people. So that's what I started doing. That first year was amazing because that the market, I was perfect for the market that was available. And I felt like, okay, God, thank you. You know, like I made back the savings. I didn't feel like so tight because I was like, wow, this is crazy. Like I worked so hard. All my money's gone. And I'm like, now I got to fight harder, like work mm. harder and go back into the hustle life. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm never going to rest. But I was like, I got to figure out a balance. There's no way that this is the life forever. You know, yeah. like I got into, the, I, I did the hustle, then I got to rest a little, then it was like hustle again. Then it was like, I was forced to rest during the year of COVID 20, the beginning. And I was like, I can't do this. Like, I'm not a homebody. I need to be out. I need to do events. I need to see people. So when the small event started, I was like, okay, I could do this. So we were good. And then I kind of fell in love with intimate events because mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I'm not exhausted. I'm not doing like midnight pickups, one o'clock in the morning pickups because that was my life for a while. Yeah. And it's not the same, um, it's not the same amount of like picking stuff up, oh putting God. it down, you know, just carrying stuff in and out of events upstairs, up this. They that don't have is, an elevator. That's they, the shit that nobody sees. Yeah. And the, the, the first night that I had my first like intimate dinner at my space, when I closed the door, I was like, I could clean tomorrow. Because I'm like, I don't have to rush. No one's going to tell me, hey, you, got, you missed this and that and the third. So I was like, this is awesome. Like, I'm at my own pace now. Mm -hmm. So I felt more at ease where I could come back tomorrow. So what I do, I left. I locked the door at 10.05 because, you know, 10 o'clock. And I'm like, I could go home. This is awesome. Now I have more time with my family. I could just be more present. For a while, I felt like I was not present. And the thing with, our, with the industry, you know, music, um, anything with video production, photography, entertainment, any of that industry, mm -hmm. you miss a lot of personal life. You miss a lot of things to ha make other people happy, to make memories for other people. That's what we do. We create memories for other people. Yes. And then what happens? Where are our memories? So we have to learn to like take that break, enjoy life, go on vacation, spend time with family. And I got to a point where I'm like, wait, my kids are older now. Like I miss so much of their time. So now I'm like, no. We're taking breaks. I'm taking days off. I am not working certain weekends because I'm, I got to the point where I can balance it now. And it, it doesn't feel like I'm going to stress out about it. Yeah. Or like I'm making a mistake, like taking a weekend off, you know? Yeah. Now I can do that. Sometimes I don't have a choice because business started slowing down again. Did you have anybody kind of mentoring you through this? Are you doing this by yourself? Like what, <laughs> what does that look like? So for the first eight, nine years... I didn't, get a, I didn't have a mentor or a coach. I didn't even know what that was. Like, I, I heard of them, but I'm like, I don't need that. I'm good. Um, last year, I hired a mentor for myself, a coach, actually. She was my coach for six months um, because my cousin had a coach. And I, I was like, what does it do? Like, what do you guys do? Like, is it necessary? She's like, girl, everybody needs a coach. And I'm like, okay. But I was also hesitant. Like, do I want to make this investment? Can I afford this investment? Is it necessary for real? Because I've been doing this for so long. And I feel like I'm fine, right? Everybody thinks they're fine. When I hired her, I was still skeptical because I was like, I don't know what the hell we're doing. Like, why do I need a coach, you know? But then she opened up this reality that I needed, this clarification of who I am and where I've been, what I've been through and where I am now and what I should be doing because I felt like stuck, but nobody knew that. Nobody knew I was stuck at a point where I'm like, I don't, not that I don't love events anymore, but I didn't love the hustle and bustle of it anymore. I didn't love the late nights. I didn't love the loading and unloading. You wanted to find yes. the core of 
who you were, why you started the yes. adventure, why you started that journey. And for me, it took years because I was so busy making people happy, making memories for everybody. Now, question. This is, the, this is the main question here. <laughs> why did you, in the beginning, start with, before like the hustle and bustle, before all that occurred and you were doing the event planning, why did you choose event planning? Like, what was the first idea of the event planning? Like, where you're like, oh, man, I made this centerpiece, and, like, I need to get it on the table at the party, and I need to expand that. To be honest, it was so long ago when I first started. My why back then is different from it now. What was the why back then? I liked the decorations were cute. Like, it was fun. You know, it That's was awesome. like more of a, I enjoy this, I'm creative, let me do this. But now my why is really because my life shifted and what I'm doing now as I coach people, mm -hmm. it's to help people try not to do all the fuck ups I did, not kill themselves, manage their time correctly and be able to enjoy life. Because I missed out on a lot. I missed out on a lot of my daughter's life. I missed out on a lot of my son's life because I was in that grind. So my why for a while was I gotta pay these bills. These kids have to eat. I'm like the number one breadwinner, so I have to. There was no really easy way out. I have to do it, right? And I saw my mom doing it growing up. Like, she was just work, 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 business owner as well. So I felt like it was a necessity, and that was really a main why for me for years. Like, my, my kids, like, mm -hmm. I have to survive, right? It was survival of the fittest at that point. But my why now, is this crazy how it changes throughout your years and your life, depending on where you are? My why now is to help other people in business whether it's men or women like be successful without interfering with their personal life yeah and, and they can they can learn from life. your experience yeah. and they always say like you have to learn firsthand as well like you're always going to run into those firsthand experiences but you can tell them look what you can before yeah. you run into that wall we're going to stop you three steps before you run into the wall and it breaks you know what i mean like you want to uh give them those like extra tips to just be like all right i don't need to do that i can just listen to what josie said because she already went through it i don't need to go through it myself and that's the thing when i had my coach so before i had before COVID, i started doing um, workshops i was doing in-person workshops teaching event planners to coordinate to plan to price like all different type of classes i had held about six or seven one of them I had to cancel was the end of March when COVID hit and they were like canceled. So I had to get, get refunds, all that stuff. Right. So I put them on hold because I was like, I don't know when we're going to be able to have in-person training again. And I felt like shit because I'm like, damn, people are depending on me. But then we have this COVID that's like taking over the world. So for a while, I didn't host any in-person stuff. Right. Until I got my location. I held my first one after COVID. It was a good success. Like we did good. I did a two day seminar and then I didn't do one for a while because my heart was like I need to do more like I felt like I needed to do more and then the next year I hired my coach and she was like you're already a coach and I was like what are you talking about and she's like you did seven eight classes with like 15 to 20 students each time those are your mentees you coach them you still coach them I'm like I do you're right they still contact me they still ask me for advice they still you know ask me for tips and tricks but I wasn't embracing who I really was. I wasn't accepting that of myself. Like I wasn't walking in my highest power yet. Yeah, like was, you didn't know I that. You didn't know that worth a hundred percent yet. No, I kept saying to her, 
no, that's not me. Like, I'm not ready. And she was like, yes, you are. Like, you've been doing this for three years. Now is when you can actually go full throttle, you know? Now, was it a struggle of you saying, I don't want to charge him because I've been doing it for <laughs> free? I've been doing it for years as a friend. I've been doing it as just this mentee. Like, what is that turning point? Because I'm very curious of that. So the, the topic of money is always a, like shitty topic i feel a lot of people are scared to talk about money yeah and i went through that for a while myself because in my family we don't talk about funds we don't talk about that right so for me it was like well what the hell who's gonna pay me like who really thinks that i have what it takes to guide them right so my thing was showing my credentials like showing people what i've done you know exposing putting myself out there basically what did the, something my coach recently just said to me um i need you to flex Flex on who the fuck you really are. Because people need to know why you can coach them. And for a while I was like, me? <laughs> I could never. <laughs> because I'm very, I'm humble. Like, I'm just like, if you know what I've done, then you know it. I don't need to flex. But then they were like, yes, you do. In this situation, you do. Because people need to see what credit you have for them to hire you for what you've done. Because then they're going to be like, oh, shit, she got what it takes. And I want to learn from her. But if I don't value myself, then they won't. So that pricing point was hard for me at first. And then I ran my first course this year, and now I'm into my, my third course. So it's stuck. That, that's amazing. <laughs> why, why can you coach someone? Shit, I know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what I'm talking about, and that's the truth. Like, I have 13 years of experience in the event industry, not just planning events, but, like, coordinating, pricing, creating a relationship with vendors. People don't know how to do that. People don't know how how their vendors are literally their life and their life of their events. Like, you're not one person. It's not a one-woman show. A lot of people want to be like, oh, I do everything. No, you do in the beginning, but then you burn out. You need that team. You need to learn how to have teamwork. You need to learn how to do itineraries, how to do contracts. A lot of people, oh, I'm an event planner. Oh, yeah, what's your software? How do you have a client? Do you have a client portal? No. I do everything through Google Docs. No. What are you talking about? Like, there's so much you got to learn that I literally can either do A through Z to, with you in, in our intensive mentorship program, or I can do an eight-week program with you mm -hmm. and pick, up, pick you up from where you are. But I definitely know the ins and outs of the planning industry, and the reason I want to pursue that more is because I burned out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm burned out with the whole packing and unpacking, and uh, it's not cute anymore. Yeah. The, the designs are amazing. I can still do it. It's just my heart is shifting. And that's, yeah, and that's, to that's totally understandable. And that's, that's how companies grow. That's how businesses grow. If you have a company and you have an idea, but you don't know how to distribute that idea and give your core values and give your ideas to more people, you're never going to have a bigger company or a better company. You're going to stay at a spot where you do have a ceiling. Yep. You know, you don't want any ceiling and you definitely don't have a ceiling. Like no. you were telling me off camera that you have like five or six employees under you or people that you can hire out yeah. and they themselves are learning from you and are able to do their own thing as well from that, which is exceptional too. Like that's how you grow a business. It that's takes, how you become a boss. It takes a while. Don't get me wrong. Cause at first I had the mentality of, Oh, but if I do it all myself, I'm going to make more money. And then the reality of it in the beginning, yeah, it's cute. Yeah, you make a little bit more. But then you lose so much time and so much of your energy that you look back. Well, I looked back and I was like, what the hell? I really only made this much. And I killed myself for this long for this one event. Like, I can't do this every day. 
So I started outsourcing different things. That's why I said like building relationship with vendors, and I call them now creative partners because I felt like they're literally my partners. I use almost the same crew, my baker, my photographer, my um, balloon artist, like florist. I have the same crew, and if they're mm -hmm. not available, I have another crew. But it's my go-to people that I've helped either help them in business in general or I've met them through someone and we've just clicked. But you have to get to the point where you can trust and let go a little bit so that you can run a full business. It's hard. Like I explained to you this weekend, I have two events. I have to spread out teammates. I cannot be at two places at once. And luckily I can do that now. I couldn't do that before. I would have to have declined an event. And that sucks, you know? It yeah. sucks when you can't handle two events in one day. Yeah. No, be, being a boss is a very difficult thing to do. And it's also, it's, um, it's like, you know, respect to you to be able to train somebody else to even get something done like that. Like, that is not an easy task. It's not. And you, you know, know what? like, you have to be, in order to be a boss, you have to be the intern. You have to be the <laughs> second person in charge. Every you step. have to be every single step. In order to be the best boss you could be, you have to know every single step. For them to even respect to do that step. Like you're like, hey, can you pick up these mm -hmm. boxes and all this and take it out? Well, you did that. You're doing it still and helping them uh, in the transition of it. So that's a big move too. And you know, knowing that for me, like it took me a while and. COVID, I keep going back to the year because I learned so much about myself. And I always tell people, if you didn't grow during that year, if you didn't change something during that year, you weren't doing anything. Like you were literally doing Netflix, cause damn. But I remember getting COVID the first time, cause I got COVID twice. The first time I had an event that weekend and that was my first time losing complete control and mm -hmm. literally sending out my girls and saying, oh my God, you guys have to do this and I can't be there. And they're like, we got it, we got it. We know what you like, we know how you like your work. And I'm like, but I'm not gonna be there at all. And I was on freak out mode. And I'm home and I'm trying to like watch a show to keep my mind off, like, are these girls doing it? Like, and I haven't heard from anybody. Like, oh my God, there's gonna be like a disaster. You know, they set it up. My client was ecstatic, everything was great. They didn't tell me to like a week later of all the fuck ups, <laughs> all the shit that happened. Cause they were like, we don't want to tell you, but this and this and that happened, but the client didn't know. I said oh, I don't care. If she didn't know, we're good. But I was on, when I tell you, I was home like, can you please call me? Can you please let me know what's I, going I on? I know the feeling. The, the feeling And I'm of, like, no one's calling me. The feeling of not being at your business and knowing something's going on and then also like the silence is like, it's, <laughs> you like, are like, you can't do anything. No, I felt it's helpless. Better, it, yeah, it's better that you would have been there, you know, but obviously you couldn't. I couldn't. But <laughs> it like, that feeling is so gut-wrenching. You're just like, I hope they do call because I hope they're telling me good news. But then when they do call, you're like, I hope it's not bad news, <laughs> you know, because like I can't be there nervous, anyways. Super nervous. And I was so thankful, though, because literally I had two things that week. I had an event and then I had an event at the shop. And that was like an Easter thing that I do every year for kids. And that was like, oh, my God, who's going to manage this? Like, I'm, I'm a host. I'm, the, I'm supposed to be there. And they're like, yeah, we got it. Like, it's just a bunch of kids. What could go wrong? And I'm like, don't ever say that because a lot can fucking go wrong. <laughs> but they managed both of those events so well that I was like, that day, that week, I was like, I'm learning to let go. And it's okay because I'm, I am counting on people that either have worked with me for so long that know what I like 
They know how I work. They know my design elements. So they know, no, she's not going to like this. So, and then how I host, you know, like I'm also a host. So it's different. Like at my space, I'm the host. I'm the face. So it's like if I'm not there, I need to make sure the people that are there are going to run it like I would. But they did so well that it made me feel so comfortable that I'm like, I don't have to be everywhere at this. You know, I don't have to do it. So now I'm like, okay, I can outsource. So that's what I do now. If I, I can take two events in one day, I can take three in the weekend, you know, like before it was so like one a day, you know, and that was it. But now I feel more at ease because I can outsource that. And that's a big deal. That's great. Yeah, that, that's definitely going to bring you to the next step. Um, what do you think your next step is? Like what is next for FNA mm-hmm. events and your life coach um, like journey? What, how does FNA events grow and how do you stay on your, uh, like where your time is more valuable and so all for, of that? For me, I'm trying to grow um, FNM events to be where I'm the planner and I have team under me, where I am just, I'm there if I'm needed, but not necessarily all the time. My coaching business, I really want that to be like the main focus now like helping other planners or event industry professionals really get their business to where it should be. Even if they're stuck, getting them out of their funk, getting them out of their own way. Because really, we're the ones that are in our own, our own way. We're the ones that stop us from succeeding sometimes. We're our worst enemy, our, our, our worst critic. You know, so a lot of people are in these funks and they don't know why. When they come to coach, they're like, oh, that's it? And I'm like, yeah. Sometimes you're around the wrong people. Sometimes partnerships that you have are not working. You got to get out of them. And a lot of people don't want to hear the bad news, but I will be the one to kind of tell you the truth of what needs to be done. Um, it's like a tough love. And then I'm launching a podcast, so um, that's my last thing. So aside from three businesses, I'll add the podcast on top of that. <laughs> you, just, <laughs> and then that you, just can't, you just can't get away from keeping, your, we'll keeping yourself I'm, busy. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> we'll see next year what, what wakes up. I'm like, I want to do this. It's just something that, um, I don't know, the business world, I feel like once you become an entrepreneur um, and if, if you're creative, you can kind of do anything. Well, from my perspective and now knowing you from being like my cousin and family and seeing your journey from the like some the of the first things you did, no doubt the first things. Yeah, those at, centerpieces were crazy. Yeah, and they were great. <laughs> and I remember seeing them and saying, like, I told you this before, like, all right, when did these parties start becoming, like, really cool? Like, where there's a <laughs> where photo there's, booth or, a, or a, like, a photo backdrop, like a backdrop and yeah. people are coming in, and there's different cake pops and cupcakes <laughs> and this. I'm <laughs> like, what big. is going on? And then to see us reconnect now, 12 years later, yeah. because of entrepreneurship, and then literally seeing you do that whole entire class the coaching class oh, the that one you the did other day. yes that was so cool i think you could take that even to another well, level well that's what i that's another thing i'm adding cuz i was at a conference this past weekend and my eyes lit up like holy shit this is my life like i felt myself being able to do conferences like that and my friends that my girl that was there and one of my mentees she was like this is you like, I see you on that stage doing that and hosting these conferences, like, and I was just, like, crying. Literally, the lady came out, the host, and I was like, I felt something. And I'm like, is this my ending? Like, this, I f- and I haven't felt that in a long time. 
So I was in Arizona at the, the uh, conference, and I was like, oh, my God, like, that's supposed to be me up there. And it will be. Yeah, so. I, total, I totally think that <laughs> I totally think that's like in your future of uh, hosting those type of events and it being really successful because Thank I you. went home from that. Saying, <laughs> I know you like, were pumped. <laughs> I was so pumped up. I met 20 new people. I got 20 new followers. That's only 20. The, the one I was at had 425 women in there. And I was like, I can't imagine what it feels like to be on this stage talking to so many women and empowering them and just like, you know, we all had fire lit up our asses like, all right, it's time to rock and roll. When I go home, I got to do X, Y, Z. I was already in there like, hey, you think I could? They're like, we already know. You already want to do. I'm like, yeah. So, <laughs> so like my brain just goes. No one can stop it. And I'm like, we got work to do. I call Cindy like, hey, right away. She's like, you're back. I'm like, yeah, it's time. It's time to rock <laughs> Yeah, I've been having these conversations with my parents the last few weeks because my brain has been on overload. Like, but in (laughs) the best, but it's been, but I have gotten it to a point where it was the best overload possible. Like for me, because I'm in a good spot right now, I feel good. But my mom looks at me and she goes, "Ryan Lyman, I'm busy." (laughs) (laughs) My family thinks sometimes I'm crazy. Yeah, and and then my dad just says. I hope it all works out. <laughs> do whatever you want to do. It's going to. And I think it's worked out for you, definitely. Like, yeah, this has been is, such a great journey for you. I, I am proud to say, like, I've seen it from the start. I really so am nice. proud. Not everybody to, has seen the struggle because it was crazy. It was yeah. crazy. <laughs> no, no. Thank you. This, thank you for having for coming. me. I appreciate, I appreciate this. it. <laughs> this was great. Josie, F&M Events, and she's got her life coaching, so you got to hit her up. Yes. She's going to give you what you need to hear. Like, all the gems. I got them all. <laughs> Literally. You're not going to want to hear it, but you, you, <laughs> you need to hear, hear it. it. You got to hear it. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, that was so fun. Thank you for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the Fierce Fempreneur or it's Josie Maldonado. Thanks again.